It is Tuesday, April 6th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 22nd Quick Hit Podcast in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report Series. I'm your host, Matt Schauff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 27 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is free to read, and they will keep coming as the NFL Draft draws ever closer. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel or any of our podcast feeds. Our focus today is on the other Alabama receiver in this class, Jalen Waddle. Jared, give me some background on Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Waddle, a four-star recruit, a top 10 wide receiver in the 2018 recruiting class, according to most scouting services, and then turned in a really impressive true freshman season for an Alabama team that was loaded with NFL talent. Waddle's 848 receiving yards that season ranked second on the team to only sophomore Jerry Judy. Waddle finished ahead of then sophomore Henry Ruggs, ahead of sophomore Devontae Smith, ahead of junior Irv Smith four other NFLers on that team. He was third on the team in catches, uh, tied for third with his seven receiving touchdowns. And, you know, I do think comparing Waddle and Devontae Smith, you know, two guys in this draft class is useful. So in that 2018 season, uh, you know, Waddle finished with more catches, yards, and touchdowns than Devontae Smith. Waddle, a freshman at that time, Smith, a sophomore. I I do want to note those. I haven't seen this a lot, but, you know, despite the fact that Waddle was always a year behind Smith as far as experience goes. They're basically the same age. Devontae Smith is 11 days older than Jalen Waddle. And there's some debate as to whether we should, you know, look at college experience or age when we're, you know, kind of um, looking at th- these guys' college numbers and trying to compare them to each other. So, you know, if you're more to the experience side, you know, Waddle has an edge there to Devontae Smith. But again, they're, they're basically the same age. So I'm not really sure we should be comparing you know, sophomore to sophomore seasons and junior to junior seasons, I think, you know, comparing them by age um, is definitely worthwhile as, uh, as well when we're looking at these two guys. Waddle took a step back as a sophomore, 33 catches, 560 yards, and six touchdowns. All those numbers were down from his, from his freshman season. And he, he kind of fell behind both Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs, as well as Jerry Judy that season, um, ranked behind all three of those guys in catches and yards. He was fifth on the team in receiving touchdowns behind those three wide receivers and Najee Harris. This past season, you know, Waddle really got going when Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs were off to the NFL. You know, that left Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith as Alabama's clear top two wide receivers. And really, they were basically even in production through the first four games of the season. Devontae Smith had 38 catches over those four games to just 25 for Jalen Waddle. But they both scored four touchdowns in those four games. And Jalen Waddle, 557 yards in those four games to Devontae Smith's 483. Unfortunately, Waddle's season basically ended there when he went down with a fractured right ankle on the opening kickoff of Alabama's fifth game. Had surgery that night. Uh, was originally expected to miss the rest of the season. He did end up getting back on the field for the national championship, but his snaps were limited. He was clearly hobbled, only caught three balls in that game. Obviously wasn't at 100% at that point. I think it's useful to compare these two guys next to each other for the seasons that they played together. And I think what we have to go on, they look fairly even. I mean, you said it was Jalen Waddle first, then it was yep. Devontae Smith over him. Early last season, they were both producing. It was more catch volume for Smith, 
Waddle was getting more yardage with what he got. I mean, I think that if you get too far into the debate of which matters more, year or age, uh, it, that gets a little too deep when you're comparing two specific players. That's more of like an overall something to figure out for judging wide receiver prospects. I think that, you know, you look at these two guys at the end, they're both very good and we'll see where they go. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. I, I think we mentioned it back in the Devonte Smith show, but that ridiculously loaded Alabama receiver core of the past few years, I, I think really challenges the evaluation here. Every guy faced a much tougher fight for market share than, you know, nearly all other top wideout prospects because they come from far less stacked programs. They spent their years starring, probably had at least one year where they were dominating market share. Waddle, especially losing most of last season to that ankle fracture, challenges him. It also challenges the Devontae Smith evaluation for us because we just don't know how the rest of 2020 would have played out with those two guys playing. One factor that does work in Jalen Waddell's favor, at least slightly, is BMI, body mass index. That's really emerged lately as a potential indicator at receiver. And I mean, whether you think it's silly or not to even think about BMI, it's just, multiple people have studied this and found a connection between BMI, higher BMI, and wide receiver fantasy production in the NFL. Ideally, you want to be over 26 for BMI. Jalen Waddell isn't big, but he does meet that BMI 26 threshold, assuming that he is actually at least 180 pounds. Now, you know, without going too far into BMI, that's not the reason to like him. It's just maybe a reason not to dislike him at this point, Jared. What to like about Jalen Waddle is on the tape, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'd say, you know, Waddle doesn't have size concerns like Devontae Smith does. I, I also wouldn't say size is a know asset for Jalen Waddle. He's only five nine. You know, that's the same height as Elijah Moore. We talked about how you know Moore is kind of on the fringe of you know where we need our wide receivers to be height wise. But yeah, I mean Jalen Waddle, I think the word elite is overused. I mean I, I think he has truly elite speed. Like everyone else kind of looks like they're running in, in slow motion when Waddle gets up to full speed. And really everything in his game is based off that speed. He can obviously win downfield just you know beating guys with that speed. On crossing routes, he just like runs away from defenders. Like he doesn't even need to make a move. He just kind of crosses their face and just runs away from them and creates big separation. Comeback routes are easy for him because you know defenders are on their heels, having to respect that deep speed. The speed is obviously a weapon after the catch. The one thing I was surprised about with Waddle's game though is he's good in contested situations. Now he didn't get a ton of chances. He converted six of eight contested opportunities over the past couple of seasons. And you, you see some of those on tape and he can go up and get it over guys, make plays in traffic. So I tweeted something that the, the Tyree kill comps are, are overdone. I mean, no one's Tyree kill, but Waddle, you know, has comparable speed. I also think the thing about Tyree kills game is he, he's good in contested situations. You know, he wins a lot of balls downfield that are, you know, 50, 50 balls. And I think Waddle is similar in that regard where, you know, he's going to create separation downfield a lot of the time, but even when he doesn't, he can still win because of that contested ability. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's possible to find a strong argument against Waddle on tape. As you mentioned, the guy is super fast. He's impressively springy, both in terms of going up for a catch and making cuts with the ball in his hands. I think we should also not overlook his success as a return man. That can also be an indicator of future production from a wideout prospect. Antonio Brown, Tyler Lockett, a couple of poster boys for that aspect. And the, the connection makes sense. It, it's just an indicator of a guy being good with the ball in his hands, being fast, being athletic, you know, being able to find his path 
to the end zone. So it's worth considering his success as a return man, not because we want him returning kicks in the NFL. Ideally, he becomes such an asset for his NFL team and for our fantasy teams that they don't want to have him returning kicks. But again, it's just one of those indicators that can point to NFL production. So let's spin it forward now, Jared. Fantasy outlook for Jalen Waddle. What do you have? He's going to come in as my pre-draft wide receiver three behind Jamar Chase. And I'm still going to lean Devontae Smith over Jalen Waddle again. I think their production profiles are about equal. Um, I, I just, I, I like Smith's tape a bit better. I think he's a more complete wide receiver. There are holes in Waddle's analytical profile. I mean, he never even hit the, you know, breakout market share thresholds that, that we look for. But again, context is so important. Like, he, you know, he's playing with three to four other NFLers during his time at Alabama. You know, he had the big freshman season. That's impressive. Was clearly on his way to a huge 2020 season. I think he's fine as far as production goes. As you said, that, you know, the tape is awesome. That, that speed is going to translate to the NFL and it's going to give defenders problems. And he's going to have draft capital on his side. I mean, he looks like a, a likely top 12 pick. Um, I think he's a guy who's going to make an immediate impact. Guys like Waddle tend to be more erratic from game to game just if they're reliant on a big play. But again, if he's going to be a top 15 pick, I mean, he he's capable of, of being, you know, the, the top option in a passing game, even if he's, you know, not just doesn't have that ideal size. I mean, Tyree Kill, I know Travis Kelsey's there, but you know, he, he's essentially the top option in the passing game. I think I think that's in Waddle's range of outcomes. I definitely definitely think he could, you know, be a fantasy wide receiver one. I definitely don't have a problem with Waddle at the right price. My one hesitation here is like, who are we hoping that he's going to become in the NFL? Tyree Kill is a name that you've mentioned multiple times. I mean, are we hoping that he's going to be Tyree Kill? Are we hoping he's going to turn into something like Stephon Diggs, Antonio Brown? All those guys kind of similar in size. They're all a tiny bit bigger than Jalen Waddle is, but not significantly. But more important to me is all those guys were round five picks or later. So obviously draft capital is going to be a plus for Jalen Waddle because he's going to go a lot earlier than those guys. And, you know, I'm obviously not saying that it's better if you're his size and you go in round five than if you're his size and you go in round one, because that would be ridiculous. But I just wonder if we're chasing a kind of player that is not really a type that you can chase. It's something that, I don't know, you bet on later in a draft and you get a little bit lucky So, you know, again, I'm not trying to build a case against him. It's just my hesitation in watching him. And I think ultimately I wonder, is Waddle that different than what we were getting in Henry Ruggs as a prospect last year? Yeah, I I should, I should go back and really comp those two guys. Cause it's funny. They're similar. Like Waddle and Ruggs are similar, I think as players, you know, relying on the speed. And I think Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy are similar as players just with the route running and the contested ability. I think Waddle's production was more impressive than Henry Ruggs. I think he looks like a more complete receiver than Henry Ruggs with some of that contested stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're similar archetype. Like Waddle doesn't fit into that prototypical box you want your wide receiver to be as far as like size goes. And again, the production wasn't flawless at, at Alabama. But I mean, man, these, you know, I know Judy and Ruggs were semi disappointing. I mean, Ruggs was very disappointing as a rookie, but the, in general, the Alabama wide receivers have been hits at the next level. You think about Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley. I factor that in a bit. I, mean, I think it adds to Waddle's safety. I think, you know, guys coming out of that program have been pretty good in general. Yeah, I like Jalen Waddle right now better than I did Henry Ruggs last year. And I think that the um, return production is well worth noting because Henry mm-hmm. Ruggs 
is probably at least as fast. We don't have a timed 40 for Jalen Waddle. Henry Ruggs was sub 4-3. So he's probably at least as fast as Jalen Waddle. He didn't do anything as a return man, really. He did return some kicks. It was okay. I don't think he even had a return touchdown at Alabama. Jalen Waddle was a star in that area. So I think that's worth noting in comparing those two. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I, I would be fine with at like four. I think there's still going to be some sorting for me behind the top of this class. I agree with you in leaning toward Devontae Smith. And again, I know he doesn't align with historically what we look for and what we get from wide receiver prospects. But I I said on that show, I I feel a little bit more comfortable just like betting on him being an outlier and taking the shot that he's a total bust than I do betting against it. I think Jalen Waddell is just behind that with the other guys in that range, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, seeing where they land. And I think landing spot might be particularly important for immediate upside for those guys because if I'm splitting hairs among these wideouts and I think that one has the opportunity for a Justin Jefferson season because he lands with the team that can give him that kind of immediate target opportunity that would probably push me in that direction just on the chance that I do get that immediate production and all of a sudden he's this huge prospect that I can either hang on to or consider trading at a premium that second season. Yeah, you know, like in, in ranking Waddle over guys like Bateman and even Elijah Moore, at least pre-draft, I'm, I'm pr- pretty much baking in the fact that, again, Waddle's going to be a top 12, top 15 pick, where I think, you know, Bateman and, and Moore, you know, could slide out of the first round. They're probably more likely to go in round two. So, you know, that, that that's going to matter. Um, if those guys surprise and go earlier, or if Waddle goes later, you know, that, that'll definitely factor in. Right. But if one lands in round one with the Ravens and one lands in round two <laughs> with, I don't know, the Saints, then right. I'm probably going to go for the round two guy. <laughs> Agreed. Head over to DraftSharks.com now to read Jared's full scouting report on Jalen Waddle. While you're there, you can check out the 26 other prospect scouting reports we've already posted. Check back for more right up until NFL draft time. And as I've mentioned, all these are free to read. You should lock in your DS Insider access, though. That way you can see where our behind-the-scenes arguing settles on putting these guys in the Dynasty rankings, as well as where our 2021 rankings have all these players plus the veterans at this point. The MVP draft board is live, ready to help you draft whenever you're ready to go. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShaufDS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us. 